the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We're the Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Barrier Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, your comments, and your concerns. Well, in the midst of this extremely congested social media landscape of Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and the like, I have to wonder if you've ever heard the expression, Reader's Digest Condensation. Well, for those of you who may or may not be aware, Reader's Digest is a monthly magazine with probably the largest circulation of any magazine in the world. It was first published in 1922, and it's known for taking articles of interest from other magazines, condensing them and cutting them down to give you the gist of what the articles are saying. So tonight, we bring you part four in our new series, A Reader's Digest Condensation and Contrast of the Book of Ephesians, chapters one through six. And in this condensation and contrast, you will learn how to strengthen your Christian walk while understanding more about the enemy of our souls and how to defeat him. For we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you doing tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that uplifting and challenging uh, introduction, and we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. And I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and as Brother Gary said, this is a live program tonight, and we want you to uh, call in tonight and uh, ask any question that's on your heart about uh, the Bible, the Christian faith, uh, anything related to cults and false religions or any personal issues. You know, we're here for you. So we want to encourage you to get to a table as well as get your Bibles and pens and, and paper and be blessed tonight. Be blessed. Now, uh, we are, as Brother Gary said, at part four in this series, and we are doing uh, contrast. Uh, in relationship to conflict, going through the uh, book of Ephesians, uh, Reader's Digest condensation of it, a jet tour of it. And uh, I want to uh, labor tonight uh, in Ephesians chapter 4. So I want to encourage you to get your Bibles and go with us to Ephesians chapter 4, because this book is a tremendous book. Uh, of the Lord and God and the Apostle Paul was anointed, appointed, and approved 
uh, to give us a word, and we want to uh, trust God, the Holy Spirit, to convict you, to really get into this book and get these nuggets of truth and apply it to your life. Because uh, throughout this uh, book of Ephesians, the theme is the Christian walk. And Paul has all these comparisons in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives him all of these uh, contrasts and conflicts that these two C's, and it's a rich book. And when we come to Ephesians chapter 4, let me uh, start off with uh, saying this, that when you come down to uh, verses, uh, I would say 20, verse 20, through uh, maybe 32 uh, of Ephesians chapter 4, I want to uh, emphasize in this uh, chapter, uh, Paul's uh, emphasis upon the contrast between the old man and the new man. Oh, this is rich. A contrast between the old man and the new man. And the the contrast is the fact that uh, when you get into the new man, uh, that's where you become a new creature. Old things are passed away, as the Apostle Paul says. And then the conflict is uh, dealing with that old boogeyman nature that all of us have. And some days we can be loving and caring and personable, and other days we can be impersonable and we can be uh, unloving and uncaring. And and, it's, and a lot of times we ask ourselves, what's going on? And other times we can be so much in love with the Lord and the Bible and uh, the Christian faith, and then other days uh, not be in the Bible, not in be into prayer and and then we get into trouble, and then the Lord has a way of humbling us and getting us back to where we need to be. But it's just that old nature that uh, you and I carry around with us, that that boogeyman nature, that old nature that we never know is going to jump out and just act up and just act a fool. And if we're not uh, led by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit, filled by the Spirit, uh, the old nature, the old man, uh, that battle that the Apostle Paul had in Romans chapter 7, if we are not infilled by the Holy Spirit, uh, controlled by the Holy Spirit, that old man, uh, he'll just get out of control. And uh, if you let him have his way, uh, it could lead to death. That's what Paul even talked about in Romans chapter 7. He, he, He got serious about this thing, and he just could not find any relief from it. He just cried out, oh, wretched man that I am, just dealing with that old man, you know, that old uh, luggage, baggage that you just carry with you every day, and you're going to carry it with you all the way to the grave. And But the Lord has given us some solutions with uh, this old nature, this old man. And so uh, he kind of talks to this uh, church, and he starts off with in Ephesians 4 and uh, verse uh, 20, and he says, Now, but ye have not so learned Christ. In other words, uh, you've learned a lot about Christ. And now this is the time for you uh, to get involved with the theme. The theme is that you uh, put to 
uh, application, the Christian walk. You got to start not only talking it, but you got to walk it. A lot of people in our churches, they talk it, but they don't walk it. A lot of people in our homes talk it, but they don't walk it. A lot of people in marriages talk it, but don't walk it. And uh, you got to do both. And that's what the Apostle Paul is challenging this, uh, the Ephesian Christians that you got to get involved with this Christian walk. And the way I'm going to kind of introduce you to uh, this, uh, these two uh, enemies, uh, this at least the one enemy that comes up against the the, the new man is, uh, and this is the contrast. Remember, I'm talking about all these different contrasts that the Apostle Paul uses, and 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 he's saying, okay, uh, I want you to uh, learn uh, of Christ. You know, you you have learned these things about all the things I've been teaching you so far. Now put it to application, you know, apply it, and uh, what you learn about Christ, and then look at verse twenty-one. So if so be that ye have heard him, now notice all of these things he's emphasizing. You've heard him, uh, you've been taught by him. That's the first point. You learn, you've heard it, you've been taught, uh, and all of this this emphasis here. You learned, verse 20, verse 21, you've heard it, and you've been taught the truth in Christ. Now, how many church folks have learned all these things? And you just got to stop acting like a a baby Huey, just acting like a baby. You got to be burped all the time. And sometimes there are more uh, babes in the church than in the nursery got to be burped all the time, and uh, they act like babies, immature. And so Paul is saying, the Apostle Paul is saying, by the leadership of the Holy Spirit, you've learned a lot in Christ now, and you've heard a lot, and you've been taught the truth in Jesus Christ. Now, this is the answer to uh, people not falling into cults and false religions when you've heard the truth. And that's why it's important for us to disciple people in the truth of Christ. And then that way, they won't get caught up into all of these false religions today and false cults today. And they're, uh, you know, the fastest growing cult outside the church is the New Age movement. And, and then the fastest cult inside the church is the Name It and Claim It Prosperity Movement. It's the fastest cult inside the, the churches today. Now, so what the Apostle Paul is getting ready to do with this contrast, and I want you to really pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is saying in me and through me. Uh, I want you to notice verse 22. Uh, now he's starting to get into this thing of contrast, and and, and then he's going to bring it to a conflict as well, but notice that in verse 22, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. So what the Apostle Paul is telling us here uh, in this contrast, because you're going to find, and I'll be getting into this in more detail next week, but notice how he says, put off. These are these are, I did a sermon on this, and my title was 
the different puts of God, the different puts of God. So you have here uh, put off, verse 22. Put off what? Old man. And then look at verse 24. Put on. That's number two. Put on. And then look at verse 25. Put Putting away. All the different puts of uh, God through the Apostle Paul. And if you are genuinely walking in the spirit of Christ and you're walking in the arm of God, because he's talking to the church about walking chapter one, two, three, four, five. And then when you get to chapter six, he wants you to put on the armor. So talking about put puts of God. Oh, this is tremendous. This, this book is tremendous. And how many of us are really getting into it? And it's like spiritual sirloin steaks. I mean, a lot of us like steaks. This is the best steak that you can have right now. I mean, get into it and start eating on it. You know, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, I want you to notice something now. Let's get to this, this first clip. Put off. What is he trying to say to us? Uh, because... When he starts off with verse 21, uh, as the truth is in Christ, what is that truth about? Truth about salvation leads to the fullness of truth about God, man, creation, history, life, purpose, relationships, heaven, hell, judgment, and the uh, everything else that goes with that. They learn all about all of that in this book, thus far. And then Paul the Apostle Paul and the leadership of the Holy Spirit says, now, if you're going to be genuinely walking in, in the Spirit of God with the full armor on, you're going to be putting off. Now, what you got to put off? You got to put off that old man that creeps and jumps up every morning and speaks to you and say, you know what? You know what? Put on, put on me. Don't put on uh, the armor of God. Don't put on truth. Put on me. Just get up. Don't read your Bible. Don't put on the armor. Don't pray. Don't uh, get into sharing the gospel with others. And, and the Apostle Paul is saying there's a danger in that. So you got to get to the point where you put off. You got to strip away as it is as it is taking off old, filthy and dirty and musty clothes that haven't been washed for a while. Nobody wants to wear dirty clothes, old clothes, that's torn and ripped apart and smelling. You know, you don't want to go around wearing old stuff like that. You want to uh, get rid of that stuff or clean it and, and, and wash it. And so, I'm going to say this just in closing on this, that uh, when he says here to put off, that's a commitment that you've got to do every day. And how do you put off every day? It's confessing your sins and repenting. you got to repent and come into submission to Christ as king of your life. And there's a lot of people today in churches uh, that is not going to make it to heaven because they want to be king of their own life. 
They want to be Lord of their own lives. They want to be in submission to nobody else but themselves. And the real test of you being a genuine Christian is that you are submitted to the King of King and the Lord of Lords. And you're humbling yourself to do his will. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of God. That's that's people that are church-going folks. You got to get to the point where you repent. And my prayer for you right now, I'm going to pray this prayer. I want you to say it with me. Dear Lord, I repent of my sins right now, and I surrender my life to you and submit my life to you as Lord and Savior. Help me, Lord, to walk in putting off the old man daily and putting on the new man. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. We'll be right back with more Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. You know, we always say prayer should be your first response and not your last resort. God is just a prayer way. Whatever you're going through, whatever situation you find yourself facing, There's nothing too difficult for him. There's no problem he can't solve. Scripture says, cast our cares upon him because he cares for you. And speaking of prayer, we want to thank all of you who have been praying for us over these many, many years. We know it's the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man that availeth much. And we know that there's a lot of righteous men and women out there who have been praying for this ministry. And we thank you so, so much for consistent prayers that go up every week on our behalf. And we just know that God is answering those prayers and moving through those prayers to keep this ministry going. We also want to thank those of you who have been faithful in your giving. Uh, You know, we're so blessed that there are so many generous folks out there that support us and believe in what God is calling us to do through this ministry. And we also want to thank you it's so vitally important that we get those prayers consistently and that we have that uh, consistent uh, financial support as well. There's two ways that you can donate. You can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier. Just simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org and click on the donate button. And it's that simple. You will be a blessing for time and eternity. So, once again, we want to thank you so much for your prayers. We want to thank you so much for your generosity and your financial support of this ministry. All right, Dr. Buckner, about ready to uh, go to the phone lines? Yes, Brother Gary, let me just share this, add this to the 
financial uh, situation, uh, I sure. didn't get a chance to pass this on to you. Uh, but uh, and you can make a note of that and maybe bring it up again in, in the next segment. But uh, we need uh, 200 by next Friday to continue to stay on the air. So we do we want to encourage everybody out there to help us to meet that need. Uh, we need 200 by next Friday in order to stay on the air. So we trust that uh, many of you out there who's uh, supporters of this ministry through prayer and financial support that you'll hear this need and step up to the plate and and bless us even tonight if the Lord has a way of uh, blessing you that way. So just wanted to let you know about that, Brother Gary, and the listening audience. All right, then. You heard it. Amen. Why not pledge tonight? <laughs> Website is there, contendingfaith.org. Go there, hit the donate, and be a blessing tonight. Don't wait. Do it now. All right. So our first caller tonight is Brother Rick. He's on line one. Brother Rick, how you doing? I am blessed. How about yourselves? Well, we were doing a lot better. Uh, I guess uh, the enemy knew that uh, this was going to be a dynamic program tonight. And uh, at the top of the week, um, you, you, if you would have heard my voice, you wouldn't have recognized who that who our, this person is. And, but God uh, opened up my uh, uh, voice like uh, he opened up the Red Sea and uh, and just uh, gave me grace uh, to be able to have my voice uh, for tonight and for service tomorrow. And not only uh, have, was I affected, but Brother Gary, too. And so Gary's doing a lot better, too. So we want to uh, thank everybody for your prayers. So I know many of you are praying for us, uh, even though uh, you don't call us and tell us what you're praying for. I know you're praying for this ministry, praying for our health. And we just appreciate you doing that because in order for us to do what we're doing is not only that we got to get the financial help we need, but also our health got to be uh, blessed as well so we can continue to do what we're doing. So uh, amen to that. So yeah, what's on your heart, Brother Rick? Would you have a uh, question tonight? Yeah, yeah, I got a question. When we go to heaven, we'll go us to have a have a have a permissive will well uh that's a good question uh i think uh we put it this way uh, when we uh, go to heaven will we have a free will especially in heaven uh well the answer to that is uh, we will uh definitely have a uh, free will um because god has given us free will on earth uh, to choose to love him or not to love him. But in heaven, there will be an unhindered love for God. And why? Why will there be an unhindered uh, choice and freedom uh, of will to love him? Uh, our choices for him will be enhanced in heaven because, and you ask the question, why? Because there will be no longer a tempter or no temptation, no flesh versus the spirit to war against us anymore, uh, Galatians 5 and 17. Uh, and so uh, there will no longer be a fallen 
flesh or fallen nature in heaven because uh, the mortal will be changed to immortality uh, and we will have a greater free will in heaven to serve him. So uh, we will, uh, that free will uh, will be enhanced uh, because the temptation uh, will be gone. And somebody says, well, uh, I was saying this to my congregation, uh, that uh, the temptation is gone because all of us on earth have passed the examination. You know, God puts us on earth and he puts a, a, a devil here, allow a devil to be here as the tempter. And Martin Luther, the great Reformationist father, said that the, the devil is God's devil. He can't do nothing unless God allows him, but he's put him here for a purpose and a reason. And you think you can take a professor, a professor, and I'm a professor, and sometimes I'll say, you know, the final examination will be based upon this one particular question, this one issue. And God has kind of like established that even in the Garden of Eden, uh, he gave him a choice and he said, uh, your examination is going to be based upon you say no to this tree of life of evil and, and, and good, the tree of evil, life of evil and good. So your examination, your test will be uh, to say no to it. And so uh, they failed the test, but God still gave them grace. Now, uh, all of us, when we go to heaven as believers, the examination has been done. It's, it's finished. And so we'll stand before God in heaven with a greater, uh, more greater free will in heaven and a greater desire to serve God on a greater level. And those desires against God will not be there in heaven. And uh, we will have no sinful uh, nature, uh, but a godly nature and a new body to serve God uh, forever and all of the tests uh, that we've done here on earth uh, and the hindrance says will be done away with. So somebody says, well, how do you know we will not sin again? Because we'll be just like Christ. Somebody says, well, where does it says that? Well, First John 3 and 2, it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but when we shall appear, we will be like him. We'll see him as he is. We'll be so much like Christ that does he sin? No. Will we? No. Because we'll be like him in a way that our whole old nature will be gone. The the devil will be thrown into a lake of fire and the false prophet uh, and sin will be done away with. And so the free will to serve him and answer your question, Brother Rick, will be enhanced on a greater level like we've never seen it before and we don't have to never worry again about telling the lord or choosing to do something contrary to him because our natures have been fixed by god in such a way that we'll just be choosing to love him serve him and love one another that's good news i'm looking forward to that so hopefully that helps to answer your question, Brother Rick. Appreciate it. Amen. Do you have any particular prayer requests before we let you go? 
Uh, give me a prayer request in, de in dealing with my brother, my sister, dealing with my caregivers. There's an there's opportunity coming up. I'm not going to go into detail about it right now, but uh, give me wisdom around that. Okay. All right. So, Lord Jesus, we just thank you today for Brother Rick and his great question tonight. We pray that that question bless the listening audience, that people learn and, and uh, are equipped now to give a reason and answer in this regard. We just pray, Lord God, for his situation with his brother and sister and caregiver and, and that you give him wisdom around these areas, give him discernment, and give him, Lord God, exactly what he needs. Your, will, your word says that, that our God shall supply all of our needs. Philippians 4.19, that Rick has so many needs, Lord God, but there's nothing too hard for you to supply. So touch him at his point of need, whether it's a relational need, an emotional need, a physical need, financial need, Lord God, whether it's a, a need for wisdom, please supply it on his behalf. Well, thank you. Give you the glory. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brother Rick, we always appreciate you as well as we always appreciate your uh, good questions. And we trust that many out there in Radio Land that listen uh, tonight uh, really got blessed by your question and the answer as well. Uh, some of my students uh, asked that question, and they always get blessed by my answer to that. And I thank God for the wisdom and knowledge he's given me uh, to answer some of these questions. It's all due to not only 52 years of ministry, but just uh, an extensive study uh, in many different fields of study, theological studies. Um, thank you, Brother Rick. God bless you, and amen. And let's see, Brother Gary, do we have time to get to Sophia? Do we need to go to a commercial and then go to... We have one minute, so... I think we can just open up the door a little bit, and then we're going to have to jump off to a commercial. Okay, but we'll hold her on while we jump off to a commercial. So, uh, Sophia, are you there? Sophia? You. I have laryngitis, so excuse me. I was questioning. But I wanted to call and relate an experience I've had where I've been, because I feel like your family and so it's something I was embarrassed about, but I think it would be good for people to hear. So if I may share that with everybody, I would appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Okay, hold that thought, Sophia. We're going to take a commercial break because I, I, I want us to be able to start that at the front and not interrupt it. So we're okay. going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Sophia, and she's going to have her testimony. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, we want to thank you all for your continuous support of our ministry, your prayers, 
and your financial giving are such a blessing to us, and we can't thank you enough. As Dr. Buckner mentioned earlier, we are in a deficit right now. We need about $200 by the end, by Friday to maintain uh, the broadcast. So it's not a lot of money, and we just believe God for it. Maybe someone in uh, our listening audience tonight can just simply pledge it, go to the website, contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. Click on the donate button and retire that debt for us. We would really appreciate it. We need your help. Or you can address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. So important. Continue to pray and continue to give. We need your support in both of these areas to continue to do what God has called us to do. Well, let's get back to uh, Sophia. Sophia, are you there? Oh, yes, I'm here. It's so good to hear you. It's so good to hear your voice. And we have been praying praying for you. uh, And it's a blessing to hear from you. So what's what's been on your heart and what's been going on? Well, I'll tell you, I'll try to be brief because it it has a good ending, but um, I guess Satan is going because he took my voice as well, but the Lord gave me the voice like he did to you. So I'll tell you, you know, little by little, like all of us, I was trying to reconcile the fact that more and more it seemed like our country was becoming like I was in Russia. A lot of the our liberties have been taken away, et cetera, et cetera. I got to the point where I couldn't watch the news, and my blood pressure was so high. I mean, deadly high, like 220 over 140. So I ended up going to the emergency room. But when I spoke to them about the Constitution being, you know, all this stuff at Stanford Hospital, they didn't, they thought I was very delusional. But anyway, to make a long story short, I have been in, I'm ashamed to say it, but I've been in a psychiatric hospital because I, I'm, I'm embarrassed because I thought, well, it means I don't have faith. But you know what, Dr. Buckner and Brother Gary, I realize that even though I have a lot of faith, and I do, you can still have, and it's kind of like what you were saying in your opening about the old man, because we still can carry fear and depression and anxiety, and it doesn't mean that we don't have faith. And the wonderful thing that God did is he sent me from Stanford to a place called Seton Hall, I mean Seton Hospital in Daly City, which is a Christian hospital. So I was able to witness to people there. I witnessed to so many patients, it's ridiculous. We were were encouraged to pray together. And so I feel so much better now. But I wanted people to realize that because they feel anxious, or they feel overwhelmed with what's going on in the country or maybe just in their own lives, that it doesn't mean you don't have faith. And and so don't be ashamed. And I wanted people to realize that it's not to be ashamed. And it isn't maybe our old man. You can answer my question for me, Dr. Buckner, if it's Satan or our old man. But I just, I, I, I don't watch the news. I haven't watched the news, but you hear about it. And it was breaking my heart because... When I lived in Moscow, you you lived in fear all the time, a knock on the door, even if you weren't political. And it was that kind of fear that I was experiencing even in this country. At work, I couldn't say what I wanted to say. So anyway, I leave it at you, Dr. Buckner, 
that I, but I, the main message is that I'm fine now and I want people to know is not to be ashamed. It does not mean you don't have faith if you're depressed. So I leave it to you, two of you now. Well, thank you so much, uh, Sophia. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing to hear your transparency and, and that sort of thing. And uh, we're just glad that uh, God has given you favor through this difficult time that you've gone through. And no matter what you go through, uh, Matthew 28, Jesus said he'll be with you always, even until the end of time. Now, it's so important that, uh, you know, when we go through different experiences in life, that we make sure that we lean on God's word. God's word is so comforting. Mm-hmm. And it, it gives us grace, peace, mercy. And I challenge you to just look at scriptures like John 14 and 1. And you can write these down. But Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. And uh, But you believe in God, believe also in me. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You know, we're living in troubled times. But Jesus said, He's the remedy for troubled hearts. And then you look at Matthew chapter 6, read that whole chapter. And he says, be anxious. That means don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough evil of itself. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. And then also another dose of that, a spiritual dose that I want to share with you is Philippians 4. And 4 through, but with the Apostle Paul says, be anxious, you know, and nothing but through prayer and supplication, thanksgiving, make your request known unto God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Your heart and mind got to be guarded in this troubled world. If it's not, it'll just go haywire, and it'll put you in psych wards. It'll put you in, it, it can even put you in the grave. So you gotta, you gotta Commit to everything the Lord calls you to do because there's power in it. And Jesus said in Matthew 11, 28 and 29, write that down. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God, Jesus doesn't want us to carry the burdens of this world, whether it is news or whether it is uh, problems with uh, our communistic world today, or what, no matter what it is, uh, he wants us to come unto him. And his promise is he'll give you rest in the midst of all this stuff. And then you want to look at Isaiah 26 and 3. I say that every morning. And you want to lean on God's promise with Isaiah 26 and 3. He says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. These are all God's promising scriptures that gives us peace inside in the midst of this troubled world. And uh, so, and then then it's important for you too, uh, I, don't, I don't know where you're at uh, in, with this, but you, you gotta get connected if, with a Christian family. And because having a support system around you uh, is you know, essential to having a pastor pray for you uh, other women in the church and and the congregation praying for you because 
you got to get to the root of the deepest struggles and the entanglement that, that of your complex emotions and uh and you got to uh, engage with others that can pray for you and support you and give you consultation um and then so you got to move towards the deepest connection away from isolation because isolation is uh, a trap of the satan that can doom all of us so the way you get the three h's help healing and hope is that you got to really uh, get connected and uh with with god and others and and god will bring the healing uh freedom and purpose and peace in the midst of the uh, illness so uh gary i'm gonna let you add to this because we want to have some time for uh, to get to Alfred's question before we uh, conclude. But why don't you add to what I said and then have some prayer for our sister. Yeah, I was just going to add First Peter 5 and 7, cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. And uh, Psalms, David wrote so many Psalms that reflected his emotional state. You know, there were times when he was running for his life, sometimes where he's wore out and depressed. And uh, Psalm 42 and 11 says, why are you downcast, oh, my soul? This is David trying to encourage himself, right? He's feeling low and depressed. Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed about when it comes to our emotional uh, stress and duress. Uh, there's so many uh, people in the Bible who were great men and women of God, yet they struggled with uh, depression. You know, look at look at Elijah. You know, he had this great victory on Mount Carmel and and uh, called down fire from heaven and slaughtered 500 uh, priests of Baal and then outran a chariot. And then here comes Jezebel with some hate mail. He reads it, and next thing you know, he's plunged into depression, runs and hides in the cave, and woe is me, I want to die, and all of this stuff. So, you know, it's nothing abnormal to struggle with depression. It's not, You know, we, we're, we're human beings, and we still carry this flesh, and we're subject to all of these things. Now, the most important thing, I, I agree with Dr. Buckner, don't let yourself get isolated. You know, have people around you that will pray for you. And also, unplug from the TV and the news and all that stuff. You know, sometimes, you know, first of all, the media is slanted. When we watch most of the uh, network television shows or the network media is, is uh, slanted to the left. It just is. You're not going to get balanced programming by what you see there. Most of that stuff is 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 not conservative. It's you know progressive nonsense, right? And it's so easy to think that that's all that's going on everywhere. But you know what? There's a whole big country here that does not agree with all of that stuff. You know, we've seen a a, a, a shift in in how people are responding to. A woke ideology, you look around at what happened to Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light, you know, they, they embraced that stuff and people boycotted them. Target the same way, people are boycotting Target. And all of a sudden, people 
these corporations and these companies are starting to pay attention and they're backing up off of this stuff because they thought that, uh, you know, people were just going to roll over. But we have a whole big country who's, who still have sense and still love freedom and still are willing to stand up and fight for it. So don't think we're there. We're at the point of Russia yet because we're not. It's easy to think that because if all you see on the news is that stuff, you know, it, it makes you feel like the whole country is that way, but it's not. And so it's really important to unplug and plug back into the word of God and trust God because he said the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. And so we got to stand on that and know that God is in control no matter who. I don't care who's in the Oval Office, right? God is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And, uh, you know, the earth belongs to him. And so we we know that uh, he's in charge in spite Amen. of what, what's on the news or, or whatever. You know, we we like to be aware, um, you know, but we have to be careful that we're not constantly consuming all of that stuff and weighing on our mind and disturbing our sleep, disturbing our thoughts. It, it, it's oppressive. And the enemy works on that stuff. It's easy to uh, get caught up. That is so true, Brother Gary. And uh, let's let's lift uh, up uh, Sophia in prayer. And we're going to have her to call us back next week to follow up on this and so we can squeeze in Alfred's question. So All right. Let's, lift we, we just, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for Sister Sophia. We're just rejoicing to hear from her tonight, Lord God. It just blesses us to know and to know that she's okay. We've been concerned. And Lord God, you just brought, you answered our prayers. You, you, you brought her back. And, and Lord God, I just pray for complete and total healing in her heart, her mind, Lord God, her entire being, Lord God. Bless her from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, Lord God. And surround her with good brothers and sisters who will encourage her and bless her. Help her, Lord God. Renew her mind in your word. Renew her thoughts and emotions and be with her in all that she does. And Lord God, protect her from the schemes of the enemy. Let no weapon form prosper against her. Let no scheme of the enemy come to fruition uh, uh, in her life. Put a hedge of protection around her and a wall of fire that the enemy cannot penetrate. And protect her always. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Sophia. God bless you. And call us next week so we can uh, continue this conversation. I will. All right. God bless let's you get, both. Let's get to uh, Alfred's question. What was that again? Uh, does God have prophets today? And the second question is, what language will we be speaking in heaven? All righty. Let me hit on that quickly. Uh, first of all, uh, does God have prophets today? That's a, a oxymoron question, which means a yes and no. Uh, a yes uh, in the sense of the prophetic gift of prophecy in 1 Corinthians 14. So that gift today is still today. And it operates in the body of Christ and mainly through uh, leaders, spiritual leaders in the church. But as far as the office of a prophet, that gift has ceased. So, the, excuse me, the, uh, the office of like 17 prophets in the Old Testament. And then you have, uh, you know, like the New Testament prophets, you know, we don't have that today. Excuse me, excuse me, got a little tickle there in my throat. But um, when it's, as far as a heavenly, uh, uh, as far as a language in heaven, it will be uh, 
I think that in heaven, we don't know what the language will be. But, you know, there was one time before the Tower of Babel, there was a universal language that we didn't know what it was. And that's the way it's going to be in heaven, a universal language. Uh, if I were to speculate, I would say it's going to be a heavenly language that we don't know yet, but we'll all be in unison. It's like before the Tower of Babel. And then throw in there an angelic language uh, that it's Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 13 and 1. It mentions about, you know, a um, may I speak with the tongues of angels. And so in heaven, there's a tongue of angels and we don't know All what right. that is, but we will know. So anyway, uh, that's in a nutshell. And I know our time is almost out. But I'm trying yeah, to you, brother, brother Gary. Well, please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. We want to also thank our engineer tonight, Brother Vince. And until next week, be blessed. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.